Live. Welcome to Event Horizon on the Wake Up Radio. I am your host, KB, KB Visions. And my guest tonight, I'm super stoked, is Rick from Knowledge Dab and Metal. Uh, Rick, thank you for coming back on the show. You were originally on, I think, January 28th of 2019. So I'm excited for tonight and to catch up from that conversation, the new one. Welcome. Thanks for having me back on. Oh, I'm excited. You honestly, you have been uh, so instrumental in sharing knowledge with me that has allowed me to expand my thought process and really like just grow as a person. So honestly, thank you for that. I, I, I super, super appreciate it. So uh, before we get started, huge shout out to super producer Cindy Ashby for putting this all together. We have, shoot, 35, 40 radio shows now. Uh, we're in excess of 1,600 um, podcasts. We also have onthewakeupradio.com, which is our radio station. And we now have otwtube.com, which is our social media page. Come on over and set it up. We don't censor. We want you to be you. So, Cindy, huge shout out to you. And much love and respect to the entire On The Wake Up Radio family. So, Rick... Welcome back. You know what? I want to start it the same way I had started last time, if I could, Rick. I asked you, what was the biggest surprise in the rabbit hole, the biggest lie you've been told? And originally, you had said it was about smoking weed. Is that still it? Or has something changed from that time till now? Uh, I mean, well, that's that's one thing that kind of led me down the rabbit hole to begin with. I started after certainly after I started smoking, smoking I started having all these questions in my head i was questioning my reality like i never did before i mean i i kind of used to as a little kid but you know you get busy with life and stuff like that it just kind of goes away you kind of forget about it but yeah after i started smoking i just had these thoughts that just came into my head about our society or our, our reality i'm i was wondering like how everything came to be why do we have money and all this crap just, all these thoughts that i had like as a child just suddenly started flooding back in my head um, who was it? I think it's Sophia Smallstorm, or maybe even it's an older, actually, I think it's older than that. But there was a woman who was part of the MK Ultra, and she talked about it a lot. And she said that when you smoke weed, it's harder for them to like hypnotize you to control the mind in that sense. Yeah, yeah. I saw I saw a lady say something similar. I'm not sure if it's the same one. 
It might be. She had like long. It was like a like it was an older piece, like an older newscast piece. It wasn't more wasn't more recent. So the simulation. We talked about that last time. We talked about the AI and the simulation, and we were just saying before we came on the air how it seems more uh, prevalent right now that we are actually inside of a simulation, right? And most mm-hmm. uh, most physics they'll they'll tell you that um, we're inside of a simulation. You know, that we're in, you said it before in the Russian dolls, right? We're inside, inside, inside. And how would we know? Yeah. Like the virtual games now are so uh, interactive. And now we have um, Facebook coming out with Meta. And we also have Meta humans, which are AI beings. Elon Musk, I mean, that guy's obviously a reptile, but. Yes. I mean, I mean, even he said, all you got to do is just got, you can just kind of look at our progression of video games over the years and see how far we've gone in such a short amount of time. It's like we, if we were to improve already, we would obviously create these simulations. And so it makes you think we're, you know, not already in one. Mm-hmm. It's just, I think, you know, they mentioned the Russian dolls thing. The good example of that is that this Rick and Morty episode where they're, they find out they're in, uh, where some people find out they're living inside of a battery. And eventually those people in that battery, they go around and create their own, what they call like a microverse battery, right? And the people in this world, they go and evolve, they create their own microverse battery, which is another universe inside of a battery that they, that they use to go on and power their world. And they find out that the one in, the people in that universe created their own and just kind of, it's kind of, it's, it's kind of like endless, just like those Russian yeah. dolls. It's like it's a projection on top of projection, right? Because if yeah, if we can create in a simulation now, right, an interactive one, and that's what we're doing, and we're pulling it in, we could very likely be what someone else pulled into their reality. Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of people don't have, you know, uh, you and I and a few others are pretty deep in the rabbit hole, but others really don't um, understand the technology that exists today. You know, the fact that we have holograms or that, you know, not everybody walking around in a flesh suit is actually, you know, a human being, you know, that there's, there's reptiles, there's humanoids, there's hybrids. Um, and I would like to, we actually named tonight's show The Cause. So I know we're going to get into that tonight too. <laughs> I thought it was, <laughs> sweet. I just thought it was the uh, the a fitting, you know, a fitting uh title for tonight's show. Yeah. So, uh but yeah, so um Sorry, Cindy just brought up your page on OTW2 Realistic Rick. Definitely go check it yeah, out. I because see that. You have you have some really, really good stuff on here. And you spent a lot of time putting this together too. I know for me and my nerdiness, I was in heaven, like just the the compilation, is that the right word? That you've put together of, of these things. Yeah, the yeah. vaccines, nanobots, and the transhuman agenda. And everyone should go watch that because it's happening. Yep. Yep. You know, it's a reality. How long did it take you to put that together? <laughs> uh, I, I don't know, like maybe like a week or so. I do everything on my phone, so it's kind of a hassle. I'm always like running out of room and shit. That's exactly what Cindy does. Yeah, it, 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 yeah, it, it's, yeah it's, it took a long time, kind of. But I mean, I, I most of, like you saw the video, like most of the source material comes from one source, like mm-hmm. more than two hours. I mean, it's like a five-hour video, more than two hours of that. It's because of those videos, though, I, I kind of wasn't expect 
I kind of wasn't surprised when this pandemic happened and then people were talking about they're going to push these uh, vaccines on everyone and how they're going to interact with the, with the 5G. It was like, well, I, I kind of already knew this shit, shit was coming because my source was saying that uh, that nanobots and vaccines, it's, you know, it's nothing new. It's all alien technology. Yep. Says that what people call what's actually being used is something called Malak. And it's like, it's, he says that nanobots are kind of like what that is in its infancy. But it's all over in sci-fi too. But yeah. he was saying that uh, that people with these nanobots inside of them, that they could be activated through the Wi-Fi. And he said this was like a year or two before the pandemic happened. And then all of a sudden, everyone was talking about 5G. Uh, well, I kind of told myself, I'm like, well, if they, they could be activated through the Wi-Fi, of course, they could be activated through the 5G. He also uh, more recently showed that one video that's been going around the internet. A uh, guy who, uh, who fixes cell phones, and he's like looking for the 5G receptor, and he said it's not on the phones. Yes, yes, I did see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he says that the my source says that the five G is not going to be for the phones. It's going to be for the vaccinated. Well, it makes sense because you know um, the five G is not designed for humans. It's designed for machines. It's it's yeah. the the structure of it isn't for human beings. It's to interact with machines and nanobots are tiny machines. I think there was a book that came out in like the forties and. Can't think of his. I'm not going to think of his name, but the name of the book is "There's Plenty of Room at the Bottom," and that was about nanotechnology and programmable matter. And that was, you know, like I said, in, in the 40s that 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 discussion came out. But we talked about last time how that we're programmable matter, or a flower is. Yeah, I was going to say matter. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, please elaborate on that. Yeah, we're we're basically like electronic beings. Uh, what, what's the word? Um, we're digital slaves. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, of course, we're, we're all programmable matter. That's that's how shit like MK Ultra works, like you said. That's, that's programming a person right there. The MK Ultra? Most people don't even know that they're... Most people don't even have a clue that we're programmed. Like, all, every day, all day. No. And um, you talk about a lot, which I think is a really great point for people to reflect on. And I and I reflect on it, too. And, and I had re-listened to our show today, you know, just kind of revisit it. And it was about free will. Well, if we're so programmed, then where does free will come into play? And it doesn't seem like it does. Yeah, I often question that, especially after watching shows like Westworld. That stuff just really missed my head. Mm hmm. Because even even in there, it's like one of the robots wakes up. She starts remembering her past lives and everything. And she comes to find out that her waking up, like she thought the waking up was of her own free will. But then she founds out that she had been upgraded. Like, I don't know if you saw that, but she no. finds out that her storyline had been upgraded and that everything that she was doing, including the waking up, was already written by someone else. That's so, wild. That yeah, is- it's like you 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 think you're acting on your own, but still, you never know. 
No. And, and you, we have to take into consideration, like we're talking about it, there's the Wi-Fi, there's Li-Fi. So there's the Wi-Fi that, you know, the communications that that's in the air, then there's also Li-Fi and that uses the light to transmit data. <laughs> you know, uh, we have 5G, but we also have 3G, 4G, 5, you know, all of this is around us at all times. I mean, you know, everyone has a microwave in their house and, and we have all these frequencies and now we have the nanotechnology <laughs> inside of us. Right. Yeah. And now we have those who literally, you know, the this this mass vaccination. Right. It's it's a, it, it's like um, a mass microchipping of pets. It's the same concept. Yeah. You know, yep. it's it says right on the Moderna website, right on right on the website. We can open it up like an app on your phone. That's alarming. Mm. And and now how does anyone you know, what do they do, Rick? Because now they have this technology that's overriding their immune system that's connecting to the AI here in Florida, they started putting in the um, ultraviolet lights, the purple lights. And I think that's for the luciferase. Is that how you say it? The luciferase to see the, the, the actual. Yeah. Luciferase, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. To see that. And in, in, in the person actually start to glow. Um, what's coming is a little alarming. I'm just saying. Yeah. Where do you think we're headed with the, um, the vaccines and the technology? I have no clue. I mean, maybe I'm just watching too many movies and shit, or I don't know, but I kind of want to say a zombie apocalypse. Oh, I agree. I agree. People, with people, people, people turn into ah, zombies activated through those nanobots. Mm-hmm. They take full control. Yeah, yeah. And that movie self, uh, that Stephen King movie, just kind of threw that shit right there in your face. And they're showing the uh, the cell phone towers. Mm -hmm. It's so alarming how much technology is is in there, right? In us, and and you know, to some extent, again, takes away our free will and and controls us. The zombie apocalypse. They have the the CDC. Uh, they're preparing for a zombie apocalypse and they've been preparing for a while, but I'm pretty sure within this last pandemic episode that they went in and changed the verbiage and said like that they have that verbiage in there to make it like satire. So people are uh -huh. to what they have to say. Bullshit. Then there's also, I, I don't remember the numbers right now, but it's a, it's a, like a, it's a U.S. government military uh, zombie preparation. It has a certain, yeah. it's like a number code for it. But I had also like, you know, circulating in the information that we get that the FEMA camps are actually for the vaccinated. They're not for us. Do you know what I mean? Not, not for us. Really? Us. I mean, I've heard that a few times that the FEMA camps are going was... for the vaccinated because they don't know what's going to happen or, or you know, put it this way, they're shutting down the hospitals, right? They're, they're literally w walking us into a sick society. You know, they're, they're stripping away the, uh, the food right now. They are mm -hmm. um, controlling how, how people can move, right? Like where, where people can go and how they can move by crippling, you know, the transportation networks for a lot of people. And then um, you're having them force, you know, doctors and nurses out of positions. You know, I have a doctor down here that I met, really great guy, like super intelligent and stuff like that. We, he's like, I can't believe I met someone like me. I'm like, exactly. And we had a couple of great conversations and he has since retired because they wanted to mandate the vaccine for him. And 
you know, it's just, it's, it's amazing the hypnotic state that the world is in thinking that they need to put a trial drug in their body that is going to hook them up to the computer. Never mind whatever else is in there. You know, like I think there's a program written in there. I, I really believe this. There's a program written into the app, into the vaccine, right? That's put into people's bodies that the like, say, for example, they love their government, right? Like my government wouldn't, do you know what I'm saying? Like how it, it, it'll be something that overrides their logical thinking now, you know, like you, you get yeah. all the facts in and they're like, I'm fine. Well, all the animals died in the study. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's, it's editing you. Like, what do you mean? Yeah, especially like, I don't know, like you notice, like too, some of these uh, vaccinated people, the way they act, they're just so, so damn cold to people. Like the, they want to actually say that they wish you to get COVID because you don't want to get the shot. Yeah. Like that's, what kind of fucked up shit is that? It's fucked up. But then it comes back to, see, I think they put in this, I think it has the, the fun vaccine, the fundamental vaccine. And that's the one that they found that there was a certain element. Uh, we have a God gene in our body that connects us to source, to information, to love, you know, to light, things like that. Mm -hmm. And they actually found a way to disconnect that. And it was used in the Middle East. They sprayed it in the air. There was also it, certain applications for it where they could put it inside of a, a Coke bottle. Like you'd open a Coke bottle and inhale it and that was your vaccine. Like that's how advanced this stuff is and what they're actually doing. But there's energy workers who have worked on people prior to getting the vaccine and then after getting the vaccine and different energy workers are all saying the same thing, that the spirit is now disembodied inside the body. People don't realize that the AI is a conscious being. Well, there's a movie right now that's kind of throwing that in your face, too. Uh, Free Guy. Free Guy? Yeah. It has Ryan Reynolds in it. Well, that's like, you know, I don't know if we talked about it before, but Ready Player One. That game. Uh, yeah is just mind blowing because it shows the technology that's now like i don't think a lot of people realize rick that we're living in the future thinking we're in the past you know they're a hundred years advanced in technology than than they disclose and uh we're definitely inside this little box somewhere right i mean think yeah. about it even when we're having a conversation that's what we're doing like if so if we were having a facetime conversation right there's technically four in a FaceTime conversation because there's the real and two virtual, right? Mm -hmm. Kind of rabbit hole gets kind of, uh, kind of deep. Did I hear, um, uh, Carla here? Hi. Hi. Welcome. Welcome. Nice to meet you like this. <laughs> uh, you too. Thank you for being a part of it as well. I'm super excited to have you. Yeah, I'm I'm listening to everything you guys are talking about and I'm I'm liking what I'm hearing. <laughs> awesome. I can't wait to hear what you have to share too because uh Rick shares a lot of um information with me which has been so mind expanding for me. So, um I truly am appreciative of any knowledge coming my way. I I love it. Yeah. <laughs> and I wouldn't have been able to share any of this information that I got if it wasn't for Carla because she's I thought I was going crazy at first when I learned all this shit and I feel like she was the only one I could really talk to to, you know, tell me if I'm crazy or not. Yeah. And like, I, I told her, I'm like, look, I'm starting to believe in reptilians and all this shit. Please tell me I'm going crazy. And then she's like, <laughs> she's like, no, actually. You're awakened. Yeah. She told me that I'm on the right track and, yeah. and that there's something to it. Mm -hmm. And told, told me that angels, demons, 
they're all real, but they're just aliens at war with each other. And wow. she she was the one that uh, told me to check out my source, Dante Santori, and I haven't turned I haven't turned back since. So you turned me on to his page, and I have yeah. to say thank you for that because so for me, like um, Carla, one of my things too is um, black goo. Right. A lot of people don't understand it, understand it. And I've been researching it for years. So his latest video was so mind expanding for me. Like uh, it was just unbelievable. So a uh, little background just for our listeners. Black goo is um, what would you call it? A sentient. Uh, what? what I don't I don't know what would be a, d- a good descriptive of it. Like it's a. It's like an oil-based substance, but it's conscious and there's different entities of it. And the one that um, that he had talked about was created by the goddess and a fingernail size of that can create all life. Now, I know that uh, Dante Santori on his one with black goo, it was really good. You had to really sit and watch it in order to be able to get the information from it. But I found it to be super informative. And I had said to Rick after I had watched it, because it was a two-part series, that there was a certain point in there. I know for a fact he was talking to me. Like, I just know he was. Do you know what I mean? Does that make sense to you? Yeah, yeah. Um, I get that feeling all the time. Well, you have a different, see, you have a very different connection. You know what? Do you want to explain the 72? We might as well just go into it. Do you want to explain that? And then we can talk about him and go into what he shares. Would you like to do that? Uh, yeah, I just know that, well, okay, I don't know if I should be saying this right now, but okay, but, um, Dante Santori, uh, one of his cl- claims is that he's, uh, an angel himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people have heard of the name Azazel. Mm-hmm. For most people, you know, most religious people, when they hear that name, if they're familiar with that at all they automatically assume he's a fallen angel. Uh, the le- the leader of the fallen angels. Some people even equate him with Lucifer. Mm-hmm. But as he explains, he's actually uh, one of Lucifer's sons. And he's a, he's, a son, he's a son of Lucifer and the son of the mother goddess. Uh, many, the mother goddess of many names. Okay. And he's, uh, he explains that there's not just one Azazel, there's also two others that are his stepbrothers. And they have uh, numbers attached to their names. For example, he calls himself Azazel 8867100. His, uh, one of his brothers is 8867. 104 and there's also i think uh 8867 101 i mean yeah 101 and some people believe that azazel is the antichrist that he's a beast at the bottomless pit they're not all wrong in their assumptions but that's because like i said there is more than one azazel mm-hmm. the the what people think of Azazel as beast at the bottom of the pit, they're actually referring to one of his brothers. Um, and there, I, I find that there's like references all around about this. Like one, one, um, one good reference is the movie Little Nicky. 
where uh, Adam Sandler plays the son of Lucifer, the son of the devil. And he also has two brothers in there, but he's the only good one out of the three. But he later on finds out that the reason why he is the way he is, not like his brothers, is because his mother is an angel. So that's just that's just one reference in there. I think I think it's kind of you know too coincidental that in that one he happens to have two brothers. It's kind of like Dante has two twin brothers. Mm-hmm. And so him and his brothers they're on opposite sides of the war. He's he he serves the sides of his mother, the goddess, whereas his two brothers serve their father. But he is also uh, he also has some other stepbrothers from the goddess and everyone's familiar with the name uh, Archangel Michael that's one of his half brothers there's also Archangel Gabriel and another half brother that is lesser known by the name of Daniel who I don't even know if I should say this but who in this life supposedly is Vladimir Putin okay so just to, for our listeners, that all of these um what do we what do we want to call them? Um beings, I guess we could say, you know, from from uh history, they're all incarnated here now in another form, in another being. Yeah, and they re- they all reincarnate over yeah. and over again. Like for example, uh he Dante claims that in his previous life, one of them at least he was Julius Caesar. And his brother in a previous life was Napoleon. Which is interesting because if you look up online, there's actually people who really believe that Napoleon was Antichrist. Well, yeah, that was his brother Azazel, 8867104. So, anyways, uh, Dante has like this group of 72 uh, angels, I guess you could say. And these are like 72 angels who are will play an important part in this war against fighting against the other side. And they kind of like make things happen, make these events happen. They call it creating events. And a lot of the stuff that they do are kind of like in response to what the reptilians and their allies do. It's kind of like almost kind of like how they go, how the other side stages false flag events, but they kind of, they kind of have to do stuff to kind of like counteract too. And uh, Cindy had actually uh, mentioned maybe the possibility of getting Dante on the show one day. Wow. Um, I don't I don't know if he want to do that, though, because he mentioned he doesn't really want to bring the attention to himself. He's not about gaining a following. He's just more about the information. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want his he doesn't want his following too big. He's had like multiple channels before that I felt were getting too big, and so he just pulled the plug on him. His only sole purpose of putting this information out there is um, to find the seventy two, and these are like seventy two people who like you know they they keep on reincarnating. There's like different groups of seventy two. Um, some celebrities are. Are so are seventy two. Um, uh, someone famous uh, who was a past seventy two was actually George Orwell. Really, but I feel I have a deep connection to them 
I keep seeing the number 72 everywhere. Like every time I look at the thermostat on at the house or something, and Carla's been noticing this too, especially when she's around me. That box you got at work that time? The box that I got at work too. Yeah. 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 And that, that was, that was just when I was like questioning because, you know, I had come across some skeptics the day before and in a forum and people were calling him a liar and a fraud. So every time people do that, I just kind of just, I just ask the universe to go on and send me some signs. Right. Usually the universe responds back quick. I don't know how that, how the sign is going to come, but I just told myself, I'm just going to just, Ask the universe for signs. I'm gonna sleep on it, and I'm gonna go to work. And I'm and I went to work the next morning, and I wasn't even I wasn't even thinking about. It. I was thinking about other stuff. And then the very moment that the skeptics popped into my head, this package comes down to me, says seventy two on it. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Confirmation. I love when the universe like, confirms I, stuff, though. Yeah, but I. I think I'm possibly was maybe a 72 in the past life because I, I feel like I'm really connected with them. And I, the last time that we talked, I talked about how I woke up in a, how my first memory was waking up in a dental office. Yes. And I feel like I just kind of started a life from there, but I couldn't remember anything before that. It's very possible. Well, and I was, and I remember I was even asking myself that day that uh, when we talked, I am, um, was it possible that I had reincarnated that day? Like, do people reincarnate later in life and not at birth? And I kept on asking myself that. And sometime after we did that show, I was actually watching one of Dante's videos, and he's talking about these different types of orbs. But one orb that caught my attention in particular was one that he uh, called messenger orbs. And he says that, uh, the messenger orbs are directly connected to to the 72 and they kind of have to do with the feeling with like the, sometimes the feeling when they were just all of a sudden everything feels different it's it's like and he mentions that some people don't always reincarnate at birth that, some, that sometimes reincarnation does happen later so he had pretty much confirmed uh, what I was already asking it just it just left me with the question is like well was i was i like a messenger orb that attached itself to a vessel and i've been here ever since was i a past 72 i don't know maybe well they have that whole show um travelers and that's exactly what they yeah. talk about on travelers is that the the person or the being kind of leaves and on that show i remember mentioning to you and it was weird that I had known that like right around that same time you were talking about the dental experience though, was that there's a lot of children. There's been a lot of reports of children who go under certain gases or anesthesias when they're at the dentist office and a different entity will come in or a different being will, the, the child isn't this, let's put it this way. The child isn't the same um, after the dental appointment as they were before it. And it's exactly what you're talking about. You know, you could be a walk-in. You know, yeah, and, that, yeah. and that was the time that you did, you know, who knows what was going on, like, you know, prior, um, you, you don't have the memory, you know what I mean? So, um, no. you know, with the child at that point, but you've, you know, you do have a lot of information and you do have a lot of connections. So you very well, um, you know, you could be a 72, right. You know, in that aspect. Well, not, in, not in this life, probably like in a, in a past life, maybe I was one and. 
I mean, I, I don't know. I, I keep thinking about asking to become one. I, it's not like, you know, I could just decide to become one. He, uh, Dante slash Azazel, he's the one that has a final say. He chooses 72. Yep. His videos are good. I like yeah, them. Yeah. You have to watch them, though. Then he doesn't give you the information right away. Um. So the one that totally I had, because I remember after when I was watching it, I wrote you right away about it. And I was like, um, I, I'm pretty sure he was talking to me. And it was the part about the the ghoul when he said that there was two, right? And he said like, you know, so there's there's the um, the one from the goddess that can create all life. So that's the one black goo. And then the other is the one, one, five, five. And that's the demonic one. That's the one that will just take you over. And, 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 and then he had said that, um, that they had put in, they had put the goo from the goddess into certain people to protect them from the other goo. I knew at that point he was talking to me. I mean, for anyone who follows my account or knows, I have shown you some sci-fi stuff that takes place with the Morgellons or with my body, you know, from this, whatever, whatever, exactly this alien technology that we have inside of us. And I knew at that point he was talking to me because I don't know, you know what I mean? It was like that one moment that was, I mean, it was the only moment I felt like he was actually talking to me, but in that moment I knew, I knew he was telling me that I was protected. I just knew. I was like, sweet. I'm in on that. Now, one, one thing I like too, though, is about that video about black goo was that he kind of elaborated more on something that someone else had said, like, uh, I, I can't pronounce that uh, one guy's name. You know that Harold. I, I see you like on his page. Yes, yes. Harold Kautz. The German guy. Yeah. Yes. He said yes. he doesn't know anything. Yeah. In his in his video about the black goo, <laughs> he also mentioned that there's uh, a there's he mentioned that there was two types of black goo, right? He said that there is a there's an alien black goo goo that you know drives you crazy, may, like you want to kill someone if you come in contact with them, right? Yep. Kind of like. Invent kind of like a venom. Yes. Yeah, and Harold also mentioned that the second type of black goo comes from Mother Earth. And when you when you come in contact with that, you get like a really loving feeling. Mm -hmm. So it's the complete opposite. Yes. I had watched a uh I have been honestly for probably about a, a good five weeks now. I have been looking for this video. Uh, I had seen it a couple years ago, and it was this guy, he had like longer hair. It's like in a ponytail pulled back. Anyways, he's talking about two different. He was the first one I ever heard talk about two different black goos. One being one that will make you loving and compassionate and the other makes you aggressive and hateful. And yeah. he had said that he had ingested the, we'll call it the sentient one, right? He had ingested the one that was a peaceful one. But the reason he did it was first they had given it to the, the military had given it to soldiers in hopes that it would make them aggressive, but they had given them the wrong one. So it made all the soldiers super loving and super compassionate, which ruined their whole thing, right? So this guy mm -hmm. had taken it and he said he became like so smart, like he had all of a sudden had, had knowledge to multiple languages and stuff like that. And it was the, it was, it was almost the same thing, what you're saying and what Dante had said is that as there's two different ones and the, 
they'll kind of uh, battle, so to say, right? One will want to take over the other one, in a sense. It, it's very interesting how the one from the goddess can create life and has everything and all the knowledge and everything in it. And then the other is the demonic force. And that this is what the creation of everything and it's in everything and it keeps bugging out our, our, our talk tonight. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. They, they don't want us talking about black goo. <laughs> no, no. They don't, they, you know, it, it, you know, it's really interesting. The things like you can talk about and the things you can't talk about black goo, um, anything like that, you know, when you really start getting into the technology and stuff, they don't want this information out there. They don't want people actually pondering on the thought that how many movies, uh, ODD, I don't know if his channel is still up on YouTube, but he did uh, a couple years ago, he did a video on all of the different, um, uh, movies or perfume ads or celebrities that um, had black goo like involved with it. And I think at the time it was like 68, somewhere around there that all had the premise mm -hmm. of that and the latest being Venom. It was crazy watching Dante's video because I, I put together a compilation like over maybe like two years ago, I want to say about the black goo. And I found like I had used some of the same clips that Dante would eventually use like later on in his video, like in Harold's video on the black goo, he talks about how um, they, they have like these black goo uh, quantum computers, right? Yes. Yeah. And when Harold was talking about that, I immediately thought about the scene from Lucy. I don't know if you've seen that movie. No. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's 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 a scene in there. If you look it up, on, if you look it up too, you can probably you can probably find it like on YouTube. But uh, in that movie, Lucy, uh, it's about a woman who has some. She's supposed to like smuggle some kind of drug, and it kind of like leaks into her. And as time progresses, she starts using more and more of her brain until she eventually reaches like a hundred percent. And towards the end it seems like she's kind of like turning into like this black goo quantum computer. That is it's the only thing I could describe it as, wow. but it's, it, it sounds like exactly like what Harold was talking about. And more recently I'm watching this video from Dante and, and I, when I put together my video, I had, I had put that part where Harold was talking about the black goo quantum computers followed and actually put the, I put the clip from Lucy while he's talking about it. So I have him talking in the background and I'm watching Dante's video and he's showing that same scene too. And I was <laughs> like, shit, I was right on the fucking money with that. That is fucking insane. He also shows the scene that I had used to um, from Prometheus where the beings in the beginning are kind of like putting this black goo into the ocean mm -hmm. and it kind of creates all life from that point. Yep. And he drinks it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He drinks it and it breaks his body down. And yep, yep. yeah. So you know, for uh, for our listeners, just a little uh, information I want to throw out there is uh, black goo, right? So if if uh, if you come in contact with black goo, it has to want to take you over. It doesn't take everybody over. It has to want to take you over. But if it wants to take you over, it will take you over. You'll be a completely different being. Like it will literally like like a parasitic infection, like it will be in control and you won't anymore. 
And yeah, um, ex exactly, exactly like the symbiotes in Spider-Man comics. Yep. 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 And, and it's so, you know, it's so interesting because people will watch these movies or these comics and be like, oh, I want to be like that. And in reality, how many people are we walking around with right now that already are like that? Right. Mm -hmm. That already have been taken over. <laughs> We're so in the sci-fi. <laughs> We're so inside the sci-fi <laughs> system. You know, like we really are. Like it's just mind blowing because, you know, when you think about it, like, you're right. So we're sitting here doing the podcast. So in front of me right now, I'm watching on my phone, the virtual of my computer inside my phone. And this is what we're talking about. That's that Russian doll. This is the layers and layers and layers. So what is the, um, the, what is it? The four brothers? Is it the, am I getting that correct? The symbol. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Four, uh, four brothers, uh, Azazel, Gabriel, Michael, and Daniel. Okay. And there's that symbol that's in all of the movies that we keep seeing over and over again. It's the... Um... Yeah, it, it kind of looks like a pitchfork. I mean, there's like many different variations of it, but it's it's really ancient. Uh, one of his variations, if you like look at it, it actually looks like, um, like the peace sign. If you look at the peace sign, it's actually that symbol inverted. Yes. It has yeah. a, another piece. Well, it has, yeah, it's like almost like a peace sign on a cross. Uh huh. And it's supposed to be like symbolic of like an angel with their wings up. That's like one of the representations of it. You know what? Will you share? Because we had a really good conversation about fallen angels. Do you remember the conversation we had? And it was just not having wings. It's like a lot of people, like they think when they hear about the Anunnaki or the Nephilim, they automatically think that, um, that oh they're fallen angels or, or they're or they're demons. Well, people most people don't realize, and uh, you know, not even Zachariah Sitchin brought this up because, of course, why would he? He's a reptilian disinformant agent. Mm -hmm. But um, one thing that most of these, like I guess, I should take Dante's word, aspirts. Like a lot of these aspirts won't even realize. That when you look at like the reliefs uh, show the Anunnaki, mm -hmm. you see that there's two different types of beings. There's one with the wings and one without. And mm -hmm. he says that that he says that the one without the wings, those are your regular Anunnaki, and that the ones with the wings are the Karistus or Karistas, the uh, the ones we know as the bi bi uh, biblical angels. And he kind of explains that they were actually kind of like, I guess you could say, kind of like commissioned in a way by the Anunnaki to to watch over us, to be our protectors. And uh, with Azazel, like if you look him up, it'll say that one of the things that he did to mankind was that he introduced us to the art of making swords, knives, shields. And of course, one way you could turn that around and make it sound negative is that, oh, he's teaching us how to do this so we can kill each other. What he explains though, was that back in, back in the day when this was, when this happened, he he did this in order to help out mankind because at the time, reptilian hybrids were going into villages and killing the people, burning down their villages, uh, raping the women, enslaving the young, and they needed he needed to give the humans a a better way to protect themselves. But he said one thing he could not do was introduce 
the art of guns to humans. Not at that time. He said that was way far too early in our evolution. That's just something we wouldn't be ready for. And it seems to me that uh, one thing about these, some of these alien races have is that they have an uh, unwritten rule uh, to kind of just remain neutral because everyone's like talking about how come the aliens don't come and help us? You know, if, if they exist, how come they're not helping? If you go in and give a, a piece of technology to um, some beings that are kind of primitive to them, it can only lead to their destruction. Which is why he couldn't give guns to people at the time to go on a fight against them. We weren't ready for that. <laughs> so some some still aren't ready for it. <laughs> exactly what I was going to say. You read it. You got it right in my head. Yeah, like some yeah. still aren't. Um. <clears throat> so yeah, it was it was it was kind of more like in self, and so we can kind of like help defend ourselves against the threat that was going on at the time. And I, I see this in like a whole bunch of stuff. Like I watched uh, Stargate SG One a lot, and at Stargate. It's it's about uh, a crew of people who go through a Stargate and they go visit different worlds and they want to try to help liberate all these different civilizations who are slaves. basically slaves yeah. to these uh, race of parasitic serpents. Well, and the new one, I love Stargate too, not to interrupt you. The new one, um, they're called Wraiths, which I found to be- Oh, I, I think the race, uh, I, haven't, I haven't made up to that yet. But in this one, in Stargate SG-1, they're known as a Gual'uld. And in their language, Gual'uld translates to the gods. So, so in, in there, the Gual'uld, what they do is they go on and take possession of human bodies and they proclaim themselves as gods. And all their all the names that they have are the gods of old. So we have, like in the first Stargate movie, the, the being in there was calling himself Ra. And uh, Stargate SG-1, you find out there's more of his kind and that they do the same thing and that there's another one who called himself Apophis. There's also Kronos. So it's like all these ancient Greek uh, and Egyptian gods are just these parasites in the show. And so what they do in SG-1 is their whole main purpose of visiting all these different worlds is they want to come across some... Um, they want to come across more advanced life that will be able to aid them in this war against the Gual'uld. But most of the alien races in there, they have that rule that I was talking about. If, if they're kind of too advanced for us, they kind of just prefer to just... Stay out of it. Yeah, stay out of it because they're afraid what's going to happen eventually if they do help us out. And well, They're just going to have a battle with other races. You know what I mean? Like it's just a... Uh, you're just stepping um, in shit basically, right? And yeah, and he said that originally they were going to keep out, but after what was happening with people getting wiped out in the villages, he says he he, he couldn't just stay by and just watch what was happening. And he kind of wonders, he, he says that if neither side, neither the reptilian or the Anunnaki, Carissa side hadn't stepped in, we would still be living in caves right now, living in caves or living in trees like an avatar. Now he says, because we're so... We're so consumed with all this technology that we have and all this, we think life's a lot better. 
that we kind of look down upon people living like that nowadays, right? Mm -hmm. Kind of, you know, like still, still living like cavemen. But he says that would actually be a much more beautiful thing. He says we would eventually find our own way spiritually. We would, mm -hmm. we, we would evolve a lot faster spiritually. Because of stepped in, things didn't go according to plan. <laughs> so he, and this, he has one video where he talked about uh, the contributions that he's made and how, how they had and we'd be like living in caves. And he gave this example of this, uh, uh, he sh it's kind of crazy. He showed this one tribe who he said that never had contact by either side. It's, uh, I want to say they're called the North Central East tribe or something like that. Uh, they're this tribe that's, they believe that they came from Africa and now they're on some island off the coast of India, I think. You hear about that? They made no. the news some years ago when a missionary came onto their island trying to teach them the word of God and they killed his ass. Sorry, I don't mean to laugh, but that's beautiful because no, I, 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 you know I, I, I mean, like, too, but I kind of laughed at that too. Yeah, like, hey, you should stay, you should stay the fuck out, motherfucker. No, because this, even, even, even the government of India has like this policy to just leave them the fuck alone, and this guy thought he could go on and teach them the word of God. And, oh, yeah, you know, the, they, they know, they know, they know with that comes diseases and all that shit too. You know, the word of God. Now, I would assume, let's just, let me just throw this out there. The word of God. If God wanted to speak, God would be able to speak all by itself, right? Him, her, whatever way, whatever way you look at it, but it's, it's by its own energetic force, right? It's not going to need a translator. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I always find it interesting when people, especially the Bible bumpers, right? When they want to recite, you have a conversation and they, all they do is recite every verse to you. You're like, you're so programmed. Like you're so like, you're not even thinking anymore. Um, but that was yeah. funny. So I, that was the, <laughs> they killed him. No, it is. It is. <laughs> I mean, it's like, it's like they say, you know, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. <laughs> What do you got to say? What cross do you want? <laughs> that's funny. Sorry. Oh, everything that's going on is so mind blowing, right? Because, you know, I think we're at a time where things are really going to be revealed. You know, when, what was it? When Jupiter and Saturn came together, that's, uh, Father and son. Is it Jupiter and Saturn that came together? Then the juncture. Yeah, well, Ju well, Jupiter is actually the planet that the Karishos come from. Yeah, so there's supposed to be peace now, right? Isn't it supposed to be like father and son finally, after a thousand years of being separated in the sky, they finally came together and made peace? Like, so we're supposed to be entering more like of a disclosure and a knowledge time? I don't know because I believe the reptilians have been taking steps in order to prevent that. I think that's kind of like where the Mandela effect comes in, because uh, one source, Stuart Swarlow, says that one thing they've been doing with CERN is they've been trying to collide the parallel dimensions into one where they actually were successful in their agenda. And it seems like that's just kind of happening. It does. No, because I, I know I know for a fact that when I grew up, it was a free, like we discussed this last time. I know for a fact it was a freaking Berenstein Bears. It wasn't the Berenstein, you know. No, yeah, it was. Exactly. It was like you said. It was the Jewish Bears. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, come on. For the um, listeners, the Mandela effect is like when they're like we're saying, like they're like, is it Jif or Jiffy? You know what I mean? Or they're, like they're changing like a letter on something, or they're changing the way that it says, and and and, and it's and it's wild. Sketchers. Say that again, huh? Yeah. Sketchers and Febreze too have changed. I've noticed also in a Mandela effect video that I saw not too long ago. There's Did many. They? There's many changes. Yeah, I saw it a couple of days ago. It's wild, right? Because if you're not paying attention, like you'll look at it, yeah. like more people look at it and go, oh, and don't really, they're like, oh, I probably thought, you know, they're not really realizing that reality is literally being changed in front of our eyes, right? It's being meshed into this, uh, the, you know, for me, I, I guess the biggest thing, one of the reasons why I speak about it all the time, and like most of the time it goes way over people's heads is, you know, if we're in this a simulation. You know, I had said to my friend and my co-host Sophia on, on, on our other shows, Essence Sophia, I said to her, I want to know what the way out is. Do I need to physically get out or do I need to mentally get out? Do you know what I mean? Like what's, what's the way out? And I think it's a mental way out that it's a mental game. And that, um, you know, it's kind of like you have to take the pieces and realize that you're in the simulation it's a big soup, man. Like, how do you get out of a virtual reality? I played, um, have you ever played, a, I played it one time. I played a, uh, a virtual reality. Um, and of course me, I picked zombies, right? So I had to fight, the zombies, <laughs> right? So it was a few years ago, I had to fight the zombies and in my virtual thing, cause they give you the, the goggles and then they give you the hand controllers, right? And you're in like a certain space, like you're all strapped in, like, you know, it comes down from the ceiling and you're in this space. So I'm in a little space and stuff and I had a friend video for me, but my gun didn't work. So I had to stab all the zombies. And it was so weird because I remember being in it, but then the girl on the outside touched me and I went to go stab her. <laughs> right? And I was like, but it was, I mean, I didn't have a knife in my hand. It was a virtual, but you know what I mean? But, but it, it was very interesting because that was the only time I ever played anything virtual like that. And you can get lost in there. Like you can totally get lost in there. And I think that's what they've done, especially like with the children today and the games and the games that are so interactive. And now we have meta, met, we have meta on Facebook. And for people who don't know, there are AI digital beings called meta human. You can design your own AI assistant being called meta human. So I don't think it's, you know, uh, random that meta humans, the, the, uh, information came out for them about a year ago. And then um, it says that their official launch is in 2021. And here we are in 2021. And now uh, Facebook, AKA Fedbook, has now renamed itself to Meta. And they're going to teach you how to bring augmented reality into your living room. Hello, Matrix. Whoa. Hello, Matrix. Basically, they're going to yeah. have people upload their consciousness. You know, for, for a lot of people, the end game is to have your consciousness uploaded into these virtual boxes right here. Like you'll live infinitely, but inside of an AI system that controls you, not naturally through, you know, your essence of energy. That's just like an episode of the X-Files, actually. Is it? <laughs> Of course, it is right. Not surprising. Yeah, there was ep there is an episode where some where some people's consciousness were getting uploaded into a simulation, and they said that if you have a cell phone, you're basically uploaded. Yeah. 
the AI is already created. If everybody who has any kind of a digital device, there is an AI you already created. You know, the AI yeah. watches every nuance of us. It knows everything we like. It knows everything you don't like. In fact, there's apps right now that if someone you love dies, that you can download this app and the information. And now the app will continue talking to you exactly the same way that the person did um, when they were living. The one of the girls who invented one of them, uh, I think it was a college roommate, a college friend or a college roommate or something had died tragically and she missed him. So she was in IT and she invented this app and the app allowed her to still talk to him. And it would like laugh or say the same like silly things he would and stuff like that so this is this is available now you know you can do this that right now creepy. it's so <laughs> creepy it's so <laughs> creepy like you don't need me anymore like you could still talk to me you know what i mean like there is this just but just just think about this what a distortion in reality like what a mind fuck that is right ai is alien invasion yeah I think it's interesting too how you're talking about meta humans in the DC universe. Meta humans are those with the superpowers. Mm -hmm. Really? Yeah, that's what that's what they call them. Isn't that isn't that a nice little coincidence? <laughs> <laughs> Look at that little coincidence right there, huh? Wow. There's no such thing. No, no such thing on this ever. And there's no coincidence ever existing. Only synchronicities. That's right. Yeah. Well, coincidence means to coincide, right? It goes together. Goes right? together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, the, the dots connect all the time. It's just people, you know, um, people are looking for like that big dot when it's the little dots and you connect them and you can start seeing the big picture. Um, and, uh, right. you know, I, I I believe that, you know, there are entities just like um, there was an episode of Black Mirror where the mom put <laughs> a device in her daughter's something, something happened to the daughter, something tragic happened to the daughter. So they put the device in the child's head and then the mother could control what the, what the child would see or not see. So for example, if they're walking down the street and there's an angry dog in the yard running up to the fence and barking what would happen is the dog would be blurred out. Like it would be pixelated, right? So that's what the child would see is the pixelation. I think that they have done that to us. You know what I mean? Like there's other things going on, just like that clip that um, from Free Guy, exact same thing. You know what I mean? Like there's so much more going on that we can't see because we have these blinders on. One thing that I find interesting about that movie Free Guy is um, he, the way he actually finds out he's in a video game. He... In the video game, there's like two different types of people. There's, of course, the gamers, and then everyone else is the NPC. But all the gamers in there, they all wear shades. And he comes, he somehow comes across uh, one of the gamer shades and puts that on. And when he puts it on, he starts seeing the world exactly as the gamer is seeing it. So like he'll he'll see like power ups everywhere and all that shit, right? Wow, it's. If when you think about it, it's that's kind of like it's a lot like the movie They Live, where he puts on the glasses and you can see all the reptilians around. Exactly what I thought of when I was seeing it. Exactly what I thought of. Yeah. Can can I can I come across some of these shades, or is there some ways you can program your mind to see all this? I mean, right? should I can use some cheat codes, some power ups for this fucking simulation? There has to be a way. You know, 
I often pull out notes before uh, I have like running books and, and uh, I got to get another printer. I love printing stuff out. Like I like the actual like paper versions and especially now, like I have some stuff from a few years ago, but they've deleted it. And you know, it's funny because at one point, and I want to bring this up because there's so much of this that exists around us. And then we could probably use this to our advantage, but they've disconnected us from it is the energy, right? So it's mm -hmm. energy, earth science. It's a definition of earth science. And um, so energy, power that can be um, translated in motion, overcoming resistance or causing physical change. The ability to do the work. Energy assumes several forms. It may be thermal in the form of heat, electrical, mechanical, chemical, radiant, or kinetic in doing work. Um, the energy is charged from one to one um, or more than others. In these changes, some of the energy is, quote, lost in the sense that it cannot be recaptured and used again. Usually there's a loss in the form of heat, which escapes or uh, disappears through energy. But here's the part. I just wanted to bring this up because when we're talking about like stuff, the, the, the different forms of energy that we're supposed to be able to use and access and that's around us all the time, the list is so huge. So just to, just to give an idea, um, we have nuclear energy, we have nutritional um, there are energy reserves, energy transfers. Um, you can have, um, organ energy. You could have a pulsed muscle. You could have different states of energy, right? So all of these things probably at one time gave us all of these superhuman powers that we were supposed to have. And then they reverse engineered us. And now we have five, right? Now we're doing those. <laughs> we have, you know, we, yeah. There's a uh, old Egyptian wisdom keeper who I watched a, a show with him in it, and he was showing how the pyramids were healing chambers. And he said that when people, because uh, it was a, at one time, I think the original time, they were red, white, and black. And he said when someone was sick, they would have them pick a pyramid. And then when they go into the pyramid, they would pick a certain floor and, and evidently whatever floor they picked wound up associating like with what was wrong in their body. And there was someone there who recommended them um, how to heal. But he said that we naturally have 365 senses. Like that's, we're supposed to literally have all of these senses and all of these accolades and we can only name five. And most people don't even use the five. <laughs> wow. You know, but I think that we had these superpowers at one time. Now, whether like, how did we get a reptilian brain in us? Like I, this one really puzzled me. Um, I don't know if this is true or not. One theory I heard, though, was that there was a time when the reptilians and the Anunnaki kind of like came to a truth. And that's kind of like when they did the last uh, modification to the the human body and that was like a reptilian adjustment and i think that's kind of like where the reptilian brain came in because we it's because of that it's pretty much unavoidable to to have any reptilian in you we all got it yeah exactly some more than others it's, it's this is something that even dante santori can confirm he even says that even he ha he admits that his human body has some reptilian in, it, but it's it's just all just resi residual. It's just so fascinating that literally part of our brain is we have three parts of our brain, and one of them is a reptilian. Like I don't, you know, a lot of people don't even realize that that this is, you know, they're like, "What do you mean?" I'm like, "We have part reptilian brain, like that little lizard guy over there on the ground that's crawling the tree here in Florida." 
<laughs> I'm sharing some kind of a brain with him. And it's just a weird thought process, isn't it? Because it makes you question even more who we are. Like, I think that we are like in Prometheus. We were created. I think that we were a lab experiment. I don't, I'm not. What are your thoughts? Yeah. yeah. Same, same, same. 100%. We're lab experiment. We're cattle. We're, Earth is just nothing more than a farm. Mm-hmm. Waiting to be harvested. They saw potential in what beings we are and decided to try to upgrade us. And it kind of turned into something they didn't want. And now they're trying to control it. That's so, how I see that. I, I, I agree with you. I definitely agree with you. Did you see the series called Humans? I'd heard of it. I've never seen it, though. I haven't seen that. Let me tell you, it blew my mind, right? Because uh, when I started learning about all this stuff, I didn't want to think that uh, it's so weird to say it, but I'm going to have to just say it because I have to acknowledge it. I didn't believe that a robot or the AI or whatever you want to call it could become sentient. Do you know what I mean? In a way that it would be able to feel and think, but now we have like the robot Sophia, or if we even go further and we have consciousness downloads, right? Like car altered carbon, right? Where you can actually download a consciousness in there. So in humans, they are robots that think and feel and they're a family, but because humans only view them as robots until they start to get to know them. Do you know what I mean? And then they realize they're actually just like us. After watching that, I did a lot of reflection and, and I was like, well, what if we like, cause we keep talking about these transhuman and these robots and these synthetics and stuff like that. Well, what if we were the first quote unquote prototype of a synthetic do you know what I mean? I mean, they refer to our body as a machine. There's so many who say mm-hmm. that our brain is nothing but an interface. Do you know what I mean? If, yeah, we, yeah. if we are programmable matter and we can communicate with all of nature, do you know, like you have to kind of take it into an effect. Like what, what really is going on? Like, are we the first prototype? And now because the AI has advanced, there's a different prototype coming in and us first ones are like, no way, you know, we can't have, you see what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. Yeah. It, I find it all very interesting. I obviously overthink a lot of stuff too. <laughs> yeah, that's, they also kind of show that too in that movie, Extinction. Extinction was mind blowing. Yeah, I yeah. love that movie. I didn't really know what it, I didn't really know what to think of that movie when I was watching. I wasn't really that impressed until I got to the ending. I was like, "Whoa, shit!" I was totally mind blown. To that one scene, right? Yeah, you, yeah. You know what you I gotta are. watch that again. That that scene, there's one scene for our listen. I'm only gonna tell you the line, you can go watch it. But there's one scene, it's towards the end, and he says, one of them says to the other one, he goes, You don't know what you are. And my literally my mouth opened. I was like, Oh shit. Like I wasn't expecting <laughs> it. I, you know what I mean? Like I just I was watching the whole thing. I was like, okay, all right, yeah, all right, alien invasion, da 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 da. And then at that one scene, I was like, Oh man, that was a whole Pandora's box for me. I was like, all right. <laughs> we just like on that loop, right? Just keep going round and round thinking we're advancing what we're just really like in that, I don't know, in that black hole spinning around somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of fascinating. I mean, the technology for me is really um, interesting, right? And in, in what you can do, you know, you can create a hologram next to you right now where the air density, right? So I think it's called an eight 
8, 8D hologram, but the way that the hologram would actually be is it would look like a solid person. And because the technology is so advanced, if I was talking, you know, like I always talk with my hands, right? So I'm talking with my hands, the air around me would move. You wouldn't be able to tell, mm. right? Because now like, <laughs> right, how many, how do you know who you're like, that takes us back to they live, right? It takes mm-hmm. us right back to that. Like, how do, you know, I, I, I believe that that black goo, you know, in a lot of areas has taken over because it's rained black goo. It's rained black goo a couple of times in Michigan, actually. And then they just had that oil leak out, what was it, in California? And, you know, when you watch something and you hear something, but then your intuition kicks in. And I was watching that. And I was like, I wonder if there's actually like if black goo like trap, you know what I mean? Like it's in the earth, it's here. Like how, what if it wanted to move in a mass? Someone that could just say it's an oil spill. Yep. Hidden in oil spills. <laughs> I remember after I heard this shit, I started learning all this shit too. I remember one day I was listening to the radio and they were talking about some kind of uh, black goo seepage that was going into the ocean. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, I, I didn't even know that much about the black goose shit back then. But it's just when I heard that, I kind of had a funny feeling. It's like, yeah, no, no, what the hell is that? I, I don't think what, I don't think it is what, it, what they're saying it is. I, I think that we're in for a, a big shift, right? I don't know if they're going to go. Do you remember there was a series a while ago called um, Revolution on Netflix? So they had uh, an EMP knocked everything out worldwide. So nothing worked, no cars worked, no phones, like nothing ever worked again. It knocked out this whole magnetic field and they couldn't get anything to work again. But the nanotechnology in the air still worked. It still did its thing. And that goes down to the gray goo theory. It's kind of fascinating. What was this show called? Revolution. Revolution. Revolution, yeah. Yeah, it was, a series. it was one of those ones. It was a few years back and it was just really good because it was kind of like showing life. Like if we had an EMP right now, most people aren't prepared for it, you know, and then like wherever you are, that's where you're stuck. Nothing, nothing, you know, you're going back in time. You know what I mean? Like back to before any technology at all ever existed. Um, but they were able to still, the nanotechnology that's in the air was still viable it still worked. Like they were able to do certain stuff with the nanos. Is this what Cindy is showing right now? Um, Yes. This is revolution. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm going to have to watch that. It was good. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you, Cindy. You're awesome. You're always so on point. Um, We have something to watch together. (laughs) It was so interesting because it was like, you know, it's like one of those predictive programming, you know, like, yeah. um, Yeah. You know, and then, you know, the reality is, is that people are so reliant and so addicted on the technology, right? That what would happen if to a lot of people and especially the children and the younger generations who don't know anything other than it, what, what happens to them when it's gone? Like, you know, I would assume their psyches would have a little bit of an issue. Insanity. I, mean, I see it in people, for example, like if you don't if you don't take your phone with you by accident, leaving it at home, how they freak out mm-hmm. completely like they can't live without it. Yes. Yet we come from a generation where we didn't even have half or even like three quarters of what they have now. We were just fine. Oh, you know, it was so much better. 
we used our brains a lot more. We were able to memorize phone numbers. We were able to memorize things we saw. Nowadays, you don't need anything. Google is your memory, is your brain. It's a smartphone. It's made to be smarter than you. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're yeah. just dumbing us down, completely dumbing us down from what we're supposed to be. Exactly. 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 Because people Absolutely. don't feel like they have to retain anything. That's right. We're not using our brains are so much smaller than back in the day, you know, in size. If you see MRIs, if you see comparisons from like way back, like we were honestly actually smart once upon a time. Mm -hmm. And now we completely are not reliant on anything else but technology that the oh so much more modern technology. But actually it's going backwards. One hundred percent. Yeah, I agree. Astrology was where it's at. That's where, where the Sumerians had it completely with technology. They were using the stars. They were using the planet. They were using the nature around you. That's what we're missing right now is our connection with nature. Yes, 100%. 100%. Yeah. Um, because that's where we get our information. That's where we get our balance from. That's, you know, we've disrupted right. our own energy field. Like literally, they on the Montauk project, right? So the. I think his name's Preston. Anyways, if you go to the the thing about the Montauk Project, one of the physicists on the Montauk Project, um, he talks about how that they did tests with radio frequencies and that the radio frequencies disconnected people from nature and in that process made them go cuckoo. Literally made them go cuckoo. And now you advance that how many years? Right? How strong is it now? I mean, you know, I, I know for myself and other people who are like-minded, you know, we often kid about like, let's just, you know, like, let's just go back to simple. You know what I mean? Like, I would be okay in anything. I'm fine. Like, I can just get along and just kind of do my thing. But there's some people who would never be able to survive without technology, right? Never. That's right. That's right. And, and that in itself, you know, it's saying that right now, it makes me think like, are they already the ones who are gone, right? Are they now uh, a different version of a human you know what i mean like are they further into the system is a goo taking them um oh yeah right wow the black goo just fascinates me it really does like it's just um i don't know ever since i learned about it it's kind of um been just a fascinating thing like imagine having a little tiny black dot of something either take you over and own you or give you the knowledge of the universe Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That's pretty fascinating. It's a lot to take in, actually. Yeah. I, I think I absorb things different than people. Most people are like, you're overwhelming me. I'm like, tell me more. <laughs> yeah. You just want to get like bathed in it. Like, <laughs> yeah. Those might be the NPCs. Yeah. Those might be them. <laughs> oh, they exist. Right. For sure. For it's sure. It's so funny. You know, um, a lot of people don't realize that The Matrix was a documentary. They live was a documentary that the CIA owns Hollywood. So they tell us all the time what they're doing. And people are like, that was a great movie. And then you tell people that yep. it's based off of reality. And they're like, it's a movie. And you're like, it's just a movie. Great oh, graphics. God. <laughs> you're like, yep. really? Um, That's why the message is so well hidden. It's just right in your face. It's the best way to hide. It's right in your face. In plain sight. Plain sight, 100%. You you have people that either look through it or completely get absorbed by it. The sheeple and the people. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, there are. Do you know what I I, I just learned? You just reminded me. Do you know that there's a a sheep? It's called a Judas sheep. I've heard of this, yeah. 
So the yeah. Judas, the Judas sheep, here's what the Judas sheep does. The Judas sheep is trained to lead all of the sheep to the slaughterhouse. And then when it That's gets right. to the slaughterhouse, the Judas sheep bears right, the door shuts, and all the other ones go left and into the slaughter. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. You're right. I never heard that shit. Damn. I what well, does it go what pull it up later? There's a video on it. It's you're watching this, yeah. you're like, what? Right? It's not surprising. <laughs> kind of like, you know, that's and that that that's the example of life, right? It's like who are you yep. following and what are you following them into? Like if you're not you know, provoking your own thought process, if you're not gaining information, you know, there's so many people who say, I don't want to know, I don't need to know. Motherfucker, you're gonna lose your soul. We're, we're, you know, uh, I quote John Trudell often, and um, he said, protect your spirit. We're in the place where spirits get eaten. It's so true. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, it's the whole point. You know, it's a battle of heaven and hell. This isn't, you know, it's not about uh, government. It's not about money. It's not about anything. It's about the essence of our spirits, of our souls. And this is, this is the battle. When we're talking about like um, um, Dante, you know, and it does when you look him up and it says his associations with Lucifer and things like that, you know. Um, but here's someone providing us with a lot of information. And for people like us, the information is super helpful, right? So, mm -hmm. you know, who's to, it's that it's kind of the labeling of good and bad, right? When someone else tells you what's good and bad, then that in itself is a program to prevent you from growing, right? So the same yeah. thing, you know, in, in the battle of heaven and hell, there's tricksters, there's liars, there's thieves. Do you know what I mean? Like, so the only way yeah. is just to follow your own compass, you know, to get the information and follow it and figure, figure the way out of this game here because it's getting thick. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what you were saying earlier, you know, like the sheep versus the peeps. Uh, you know, we're bred into this from day one to follow in fear. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times that's why you have big groups full masses, you know, without the M asses. They're all following each other because they're all scared because they don't know. So you got that one that's guiding you. Come on, come this way. And that that sheep's not going to go that way. He just knows that you stupid asses are going to go that way and just follow. But that's what we're bred to do from day one. Governments put it in our schools. They put it in our way of life, the way we're brought up by our parents. Follow, yeah. follow, follow, but not follow ourselves. That's the one thing us people who are awakened from day one connect with each other, find each other. Like we hear this information, we go, oh, my God, it's like confirmation of what we've known all along. Yes. And then you have all those other people that are like, no, this is just crazy shit. <laughs> like you can't do this. This is nuts. You know, those are those. Those are the stupid fucks. Versus us, yeah. you know, and there's a lot of them. That's the scary part. There's a lot of unawakened people. Because I feel like those of us who are aware and awake, we keep having levels of being awake, right? We're not like, all right, yep. I'm here, I'm done. It doesn't work like that, right? You keep going. No, you just growing. stepped up. Yeah. Yep. And in one of my moments of epiphany, right, of, of, of complete clarity, I realized that the us, <laughs> those of us that can see, right? That mm -hmm. um, part of the trap for us was to try to save everybody else. And in trying to save everybody else, we sacrifice ourselves over and over again, right? I need to save the world. Yeah. I need to save you. I need to save this. And in me thinking I can save the world, I never save myself, right? I never right. get myself out of the Amen. system. I never do that. So I realized that, you know, my mission, um, my 
I intend to bring forth heaven on earth, right? Like that's my, that's my goal, you know, to create a better world, to make sure the children live in a better world, you know, when we're not here that they have a healthy, happy world, you know, and that's the, the process I think that we all should be on. But I find it, you know, that it's just that people are lost. They're following the Judah sheep, right? (laughs) They're all walking into the, into the slaughterhouse and thinking they're walking into a church, worshiping a God that doesn't exist there. I don't know. I know I kind of went on a rampage, but in my head, I had a lot of information coming in. <laughs> so, but, you know, I do find it interesting that the, that, you know, that we do keep um, setting ourselves on fire, you know, trying to keep other people warm and wake them up when maybe they're not supposed to be. And that's our trap is to just keep getting stuck over and over again, thinking we're supposed to do that when in reality, we're just supposed to be advancing on our own, you know, like moving forward. What would you like to, what would you like to share? What would you like to talk about? We have like 20 minutes left in the show. I mean, you have all sorts of information in there. I know you do. And that brain. Because we have some amazing. Oh, uh, okay. Wait a minute. Okay. I'm, I'm looking at the clip she, she has up now. Okay. She's showing the quantum computer part. Yeah, this is it. Oh, for my, this is a good movie. Yeah, because I had used the scene in, in the video that I did like over a year ago, and then I saw the same scene in Dante's video. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At first, I thought I was like, maybe I was overreaching, but no. Never. No, Don't was, ever, ever, right ever question that. Money. No, no. your intuition telling you right there, and you can't second guess it's it. It's a black blue quantum computer. That's wild, right? Is that the one yeah. where she moves everyone to the black goo? No, that's, that's that's crazy. She's actually in that movie, but uh, <laughs> that's in the skin. Dante also showed that scene. Yeah. Okay. Okay. There's also a type of black goo that's mentioned in the X Files too. If you watch, if you watch the X Files, the uh, first movie on Hulu, it's it's kind of about it. About the black goo. Yeah. I mean, it's literally like we're watching clips. So for our listeners, you can't see it, but it's Scarlett Johansson and she's literally being taken over by the black goo inside of like a system. But the system is the quantum computer. And um, it's what it's exactly what we're saying. It completely takes over. It's just uh, she's gone now. Oh, I remember that scene. She's swarming. She, see, that's a, that's a black goo quantum computer right there. See, this is why, like, people don't understand that this can really happen. Like, this goo can form and make different things, and it's shapeshift. This has been great so far. This has been awesome. And thank you for all these clips you're putting up here, Cindy. You're listening to Event Horizon on the Wake Up Radio. Dante has just definitely put out some good videos. You know, it's interesting because, um, you know, where you were saying his association. Now, a couple of years ago, me and Ray had um, quasi-luminous on the show. I remember I had sent that to you. And he said yeah. that, you know, that he's Satan in the flesh and, you know, that he's the light bearer and he holds the destiny, uh, the spear of destiny. and Which is actually something that Azazel created. Is the spear of destiny? Yeah, he has a video about it. Does he? Yeah. Well, I'm going to have to watch that. I don't know. I just found uh, out. I'll, I'll, I'll find it the same as any week. Thank you. I find all of it fascinating because, you know, I know a lot of people will go to like scripture and say, well, that's, you know, quote unquote gospel. Like that's what you're supposed to believe. Well, books can be changed. Right. And that's just someone's written yeah. word. Like it's not, 
It's not the end all be all. And I watched a really interesting show, totally random one time, but you know how like Rick, when you watch something and then it connects a dot with something else. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's, there's, there's the theory that when you read something, you're actually programming your mind. Like it's, it's a program for your mind to believe what you're reading is real, no, no matter what the premise is for it. But I had watched a program one time and it was, um, super, super old books that um, were written in like the, I think, what is there, two original languages? And they were fixing the books. So they have people that actually go through these books and like, well, fix a letter or fix something in it. You know, all it takes is one little stroke of a pen to change the entire sentence into something else. You know, it's like, you know, when you send a, an emoji and it's the wrong emoji, do you know what I mean? Like the, on the premise yeah. of that. So it's so easy for anything to be changed over time, you know? So it's like, you have to, we have to follow our own and not, you know, you just kind of take the information and make our own thing up. It's like, everyone wants it to be like, so black and white, you know, like the checkerboard, you know, it's either this or it's this. Yeah. There is, there is a version of two of the Bible too, that if people want to like get closer to the truth, they can go to and That's uh, apocrypha. That's the one that contains the Book of Enoch and the Dead Sea Scrolls, and also the Gospel of Judas. And what's it called? Which again? Uh, the Apocrypha. Thank you. It means it means the hidden text. Okay. Oh, interesting. But it, from what I hear, I haven't really read it myself. But a lot of the stuff in there is supposed to kind of confirm the stuff that Dante says, and like and a lot a lot of those videos that are talking about Jesus being an alien. Uh, everything is told from the perspective of uh, Judas. Well, so let me let me throw this out there. If say in movies and everything, they always say in hell everything's the reverse of truth, right? Even Alice in Wonderland says, "I'm going to create a world where everything that is isn't, and everything that isn't is." Right? So that's a reverse. Mm-hmm. So I had this conversation the other day. You know, we often talk about and say that we're light beings, right? That we're light. We want to get into the light. But, you know, when I really sit and think about it, Rick, everything came from dark. Everything. Everything came from darkness. Because you can't have, you know, the light would have come from the darkness. You wouldn't have gotten the darkness from the light, right? Mm -hmm. So let me just hypothetically say this. What if it isn't the light that we want and it's actually the dark? Does that make sense? And I don't mean in an yeah. evil premise. I mean in in the aspect of what if we're literally creating or saying something in the opposite of how we should be. Like if we are everything and nothing, then we would be darkness, right? We would be the absence of everything, right? Right. Um, I don't know. I just find it interesting because, you know, everything is a reverse of truth. So in that case, um, William Shatner did a show one time and he talked about it in I think it was probably the first time I really like gave that extra long thought process into quote unquote, the darkness. But he said, you know, everyone always wants to explore the light and, and to look into the light. And he says, but there's gotta be information. There's gotta be more in the darkness. Do you know what I mean? Like there has to be, mm-hmm. if that's where everything is. Um, no, that actually reminds me of something I saw in one of Dante's videos. He's talking about, himself and his three brothers he says four brothers serve the cause or better three brothers and one half brother three brothers serve only in the light as they cannot cross over one serves in the cause in the light and in the darkness as he is only one with the right bloodline to do so and he is only one capable to do so 
which is the which is the easiest way to serve the cause to always serve under the light or having to delve into darkness and still be strong enough to return to the light interesting yeah i I always love that quote when I first saw it that's really good. What do you think of all the uh, actually she's a part of some what do you think of the volcanoes erupting right now and the and the quote unquote UFOs that are being seen around them? Oh my gosh. I don't I I really don't know because one thing that trips my mind is is that microverse episode that I mentioned earlier in Rick and Morty. The thing that I found interesting in that is because whenever uh Rick wants to go into the battery into this universe that he created he comes out like in like kind of like a square spaceship and he always exits through the volcano. And the people think that this is where their energy is going out to all the energy that they, that they use to power his car. They think it's all going to the volcano, but he's coming out of the volcano. And every time he wants to, you know, go back into his universe, he has to go in through the volcano. I'm like looking at this. I'm like, Hmm, alien ships, volcanoes, kind of interesting. It's very interesting. It's very interesting. There was one the other day that showed this quote unquote UFO flying in and out of the the eruption. And uh it's hard to tell with technology today if it's real, not real. You know what I mean in that aspect. Yeah, yeah. But, um I know there has been talks before about some of these mountains housing alien races or some of the volcanoes being somewhere, you know, um it's being seen right now, right? That the that the whole earth is kind of um, in an uproar. And, you know, we have these little things of information that's coming out. Like, I I totally foresee, like, um, every time someone sees something now in the sky, their first, I always see the first comment saying, it's Project Blue Beam, it's Project Blue Beam. Yeah, it drives me nuts when everyone is crying uh, Project Blue Beam. Right? Yeah. But it just goes to show you how far their knowledge is. And, you know, most of them are in the flat earth community. I actually feel like I'm being kind of watched because um, uh, one day I was hanging uh, hanging around on the, on Carla's porch with her. And we were, we always like talk about how we want to see something up in the sky <laughs> while we're out here. Yeah. And one night I had, I had left and probably like 20 minutes after, like maybe 15 minutes after I had taken off, I had seen this white light in the sky. I could have sworn it was like a star. It looked just like a star. And I'm like looking at it, but it looked low as fuck, right? And after I look at it for like a few seconds, I'm driving on the freeway, I'm on my way home. And I look at it and then all of a sudden I see it descend to the ground, like it descends to the ground kind of like very rapidly. I'm like, whoa, what the fuck was that? I get home, I text Carla, I'm like, I, I think I just saw a ship or something. I saw I told I described what I saw. And she said it was funny because she had just stepped outside to go throw out the trash, right? And she had seen a white light like closer to her house, describing it like how I saw it. And she said she she said it went in my direction. She says she thought it was a shooting star at first, but then here I am watching this shit fucking hover, and then it descends. Wow. And I'm all like, well, yeah, we're being fucking watched. That shit fucking followed me. We we feel like we're just both meant to see that, too. This is the way it happened. So I ask myself, like, if I forget something, is that a stoner moment, or are they fucking just wiping my mind? 
you you wanted to ask some uh Carla something earlier? Oh, what did I um she... <laughs> how, I think it was how does she find Dante? Yes. <laughs> Yes, yes. Ah, that's right. Thank you. I wanted to know how you found, you know, Dante and how, you know, you came across that. Like, were you already on that path? Were you drawn towards it? Yeah, there was, well, there was like since childhood, I have some weird, interesting and kind of creepy things that happened that I can't explain. Mm -hmm. But particularly when it came to Dante, I was in the mode of like alien videos and like, other tablets not being the Bible, really, but Samaria. And then I reached Graham Hancock, uh, hearing a lot of TED Talks. And then all of a sudden, just browsing through YouTube, I see Dante. Hmm. AHK, it was under at the time. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know. Something told me to click. I wanted to see it. I wanted to see what it was all about. Something attracted me. And then I, I was, like, watching it. And I was kind of like, okay. Like, this is kind of confirming what I think, but I didn't think anything much of it at the time. Yeah. So I kind of left it alone. And then my husband at the time, I, 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 I kind of introduced it to him. And he was thinking, okay, whatever. But he started watching it. And he was like, Carla, you've got to keep watching this. There's something <laughs> about it that you tapped into something real. Like, I don't know why he thought it was real, too. But he got, oh, he got woken up that moment, I guess, because of me having like, hey, check this out. Like, yeah. I don't know what got me there, honestly, but I think what was what was happening was that I was already like opening my mind and expanding to something that I already was kind of thinking about for years. Aliens, weird things happening. I've had visions all my life, bad sleep. But the one thing that really got me was when I was six years old. And I used to live in this house that had this tiny little library. And for some reason, that library just called me. And I don't know why I had to hang out in there every single day that I was home. And that's all I would do. And it had me like look at this one book. And I can't remember the name of this book for the life of me. But I can remember the pages and the book cover. And inside, I would just turn to this particular page. The first time I ever opened this book, I opened it to this particular page with artwork. And it was all stenciled and penciled out. And it started moving. Like literally everything was happening on this page. Like there was dinosaurs and monsters and this people running around. And like, I, I thought it was in my head. I don't know. I was six. I don't know. But it felt yeah. really natural to me. It felt really normal to see these things. Mm -hmm. So I kept seeing these things every day. And then after a while, I started sitting outside in my living room, which was right outside of this library. And I was playing with a keyboard. I didn't even know how to play a keyboard, but it was there. And all of a sudden, I started tuning it. And it, at that time, I felt like I was tuning myself. And this, mind you, I'm six years old, and I'm already thinking about tuning myself. And I don't know why. You know, like, to this day, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what all that was. But what was fucked up is that I actually showed a friend that I can move things with my mind. Mm -hmm. And she told my, she told my parents, because she was freaked out. <laughs> And they thought I was crazy. My parents have, have kind of put me to the sidelines. They gave me up. They put me in an institute for crazy, you know, ch troubled children. Yep. You know, and, and I kind of suppressed it. I was, I was not scared of it, but I knew it was bringing me, I, I guess, bad things in my family. But at that point, I didn't even feel like they were my family. I really felt like I was out of place. Uh -huh. I didn't belong there anymore. Like, I remember slightly when I'm five, 
I was a different person than when I was six at that point inside that library. Like it was really weird, but I was able to do stuff with my mind, touch things and move them. And I had visions. I had dreams that told me what was going to happen the next day. I even wished something terrible to happen to my mother so bad because she wanted to take me to a special needs group in a library. Yeah. A, a horrible earthquake happened the same day I wished for it and nearly killed her. Wow. I was like, oh, my God, I was nine when that happened. Like, I, I, so many things. I've escaped death. I've seen it in my dreams. It happens. I actually know I'm, if I'm going to die that day or not, but it never happens that I die. I died when I was giving birth two times uh, with my first child, and I remember a whole different reality at that time happening, like three months worth of a life that I didn't, I, I didn't even think was off. It felt so, so real. And then I woke up. And they said I was out for 30 seconds. You know, I, I just, it's just mind blowing the things that I've been going through for a long time, visions, dreams. Also when Sharia law became this thing over there, I was living in Europe for 10 years. I had dreams that I was literally being dragged by the back of my head outside from my apartment and into the streets to be raped. And then I would wake up, but then two days later it happened in Belgium. I was living in Belgium that there were ISIS going on and they were literally grabbing women outside of their homes from their hair, basically tearing them apart and raping them to death wow. on the streets. You were seeing it. Yeah, I was totally, I was, I was actually one of them. I think yeah. I, I was, I was not watching it. I felt the hair yeah. pull. I felt everything happened to me until I woke up. Yeah. Like I went into someone else's body in the future. I don't know. I really don't know how to explain it. I believe but it was that. that always in my life. Maybe you're really like in tune or connected like with your higher self. You know, when you were saying about the the time thing, you know, um, in some of my research, I don't know if it's time dilation. I don't know if that's the right word, but like, for example, yeah, they say so. that the the giants, the titans, right? Like in their realm, um, one day is a hundred years for us. You know, like so right. the, the time, you know, depending on where you are. So um, and there, there's even a sci-fi movie, I forget what it is, but they put people in a box in their mind and it's a prison and the, it's uh, in the prison, it's a hundred days in the box, but in reality, it's one minute of time. And, it, and it's really interesting how the mind, like, you know, we, we, it's like, um, like is, is when we sleep, is that the real reality? And this is the dream. You know, you know what I yeah, mean? which one is it? Which one? I've been questioning that so many years. Yeah. Um, because like when we dream, everything feels very natural and very fluid and very informative. But here it's like sandpaper a lot of times for all of us. Recently uh, in September, uh, it was like a Saturday afternoon. I took, I, sometimes I have experiences I know aren't dreams. And this one particular day, I saw one of my watchers. It was a Saturday afternoon. I took a nap and I was aware that I was sleeping and that I was seeing things in my sleep, the whole thing. And what I was seeing was a portal and it was literally like everything we've ever seen, like the, the, the pictures of the portal. So it was like, whatever is in the picture. And then in the center is the portal. And it's like, like clear in the center, but then the lines are blurry between the two. And there mm -hmm. was a guy watching me. Like he wanted me to know he was there and he had on sunglasses and he had like a, like a, 
don't know if he had a hat on, but he had like a like a yep. like black. I've and dreamt the same thing. You I've have? dreamt these same things. Yeah, he had a hat. Yeah, you can't see his face. You can't no, really, no. really see his face much. He's wearing a coat over his face, and he's an image, very tall, very sure. tall. He was watching me, and he wanted me to know he yeah. was watching me, and I kept seeing. The it one was- I dreamt that he was guiding me because before that I had an out of body experience dream, and I mm-hmm. saw something very scary, and with a mouth open so wide it was trying to suck me in, and I thought it was a black hole. Maybe. I mean, yeah, but it was so scary. I was not even in, in the know. It was very ghoulish, very demonic, and it would just open its mouth, and it was literally pulling me in. I was grabbing wow. my couch. No, stop. And my husband was watching me pant in my dream, like Maybe almost almost you. hyperventilating. It sounds like I don't you. know, but it was yeah. it was something really, yeah. But I wow. saw that image, the hat, the guy, the man. It's a very tall man. He's, he's literally standing over you. But this one was guiding me to my kitchen, to my window. For some odd reason, I don't know why. So, I've told this story before, but I'll share it now. I had, uh, I've had a lot of out of body experiences, a lot of the the sleep paralysis, yep. and then my spirit yep. leaves my body. It's been happening since a kid, like since a kid, since childhood. Yeah. Yep. And then yep. when I realize I'm out of my body, <laughs> I get sucked back in. And um, this one particular time, and you know when the sleep paralysis is going to happen, right? You go to sleep, and then you feel like I you can hear that rushing feel. water in your ear. Do you hear that? I feel it. I can feel the paralysis coming over me. Like the minute I, I hear like down, rushing water in my ears too? every time first before I fly. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I No, like mine. It's like, really um, scary. Yeah, it is scary. Mine, mine I can feel yeah. coming over me. So there's yeah. a particular time I left my body and my apartment at the time was uh, five rooms, but it wasn't like a hallway. You know, you had to walk through each room to get to the next one. And I had a Moroccan mm-hmm. room. So I went from my bedroom to my Moroccan room and I looked on my bed in my Moroccan room and there was like a hundred dolls on the bed facing me. Right. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden I looked to my left and there's a gray mass in the shape of a man next to me and it bugged me out. And I tried mm-hmm. to get away from it, but my doors and my windows, they didn't have knobs or locks. I, I couldn't open anything anymore. I was stuck inside. Here's where it gets really strange. Two days later, I'm at my friend's house and I had told my friends about my quote unquote nightmare. So I'm at my friend's house, me and my friend Carlos was standing in his kitchen. And all of a sudden he looks at me and he had the fear of death in his face. And I'm like, Carlos, what's the matter? He's like, that thing is behind you. I'm like, what? He goes, that thing from your dream, it's standing behind you. The thing used me to manifest itself from the fourth dimension into the third dimension. And when I had talked to someone else, they had said, the reason I couldn't get out was because there's no escape to the fifth dimension. Like you can't, there's no, you can't get there. You know what I mean? So, um, right. But this is very real. You know, these entities that exist, you know, when people talk about shadow people, prodigy talked a lot about shadow people too. Shadow people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's weird. But I do wonder if our, which is, which is the real reality, you know, is it our dreams? You know, is it when mm-hmm. we're in the dream state, it's more real and this is the false one because everything feels so real there, doesn't it? It feels real. Yeah, it does. You don't, you don't know how to decipher it at the time. You're just you're just going along in this dream, so-called dream, but it's actually just happening natural. You're not yeah. fighting it. You're not. You're just going along with it. Or sometimes you're watching it because it's lucid. Yes. Yes. You know, I've watched my own self or other people do, and and I'm just watching. I'm just like like a viewer, mm-hmm. and you know you are in that dream. You know it's not you. So it's yeah, you have that too. 
But I know out of body experience dreams, I've heard that is the fifth dimension. Maybe. I know, I know for me that you lose gravity at that time. You're being pulled up, but you lose gravity at that time. And you feel like you're awake. You feel like you're doing all this. You don't feel the pain of bumping into walls when you're flying. Because I was thrown around once when I was pregnant. Right. It was, yeah, I don't know what it had to do with my baby at the time, but I feel it had to do with my husband very upset about me being pregnant because I left him for another man. (laughs) And he was hoping that my baby would die. He literally said, I hope you lose your baby. I really hope you lose your baby and that you die. And that same night I had this terrible, like out of body experience and it was throwing me around my room, but I, I was grabbing my belly the whole time in my dream until I woke up and I saw his face in my dream, my, my husband's face. So yeah, it was, it was really, really, it was really scary, Mm -hmm. but I I have, I drew this, like the, the kind of symbolism from Dante and put it over my door. It was the same shapes. It was the Egyptian eye. And it was also that same shape, like the angel with the hands up. Yeah. And nothing like that happened again. So I don't know what all that was, but there was a connection, I think with those symbols as well. I think so. I think our, I, I think our, our subconscious, right, has a way to communicate, yeah. you know, in a different way than we do. You know, language is a virus, you know, that we're supposed That's to be right. empathic. So, you know, the, the, you know, it's like when I say, like, when I have visions, sometimes I can't explain them because I don't have words. There's not, I can't, I can't take the information. There is no there. word. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're right. There's no word great enough to describe what we saw. We only have these basic terminologies. Yeah, you know? and it doesn't always so work. It, you lose the essence in that in that description when it is because of language. You lose the essence of what you saw. It now just becomes plain text. Yeah, you know, yeah. it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, for matter. sure. Uh, it's super yeah. interesting. Um, this we have. We I can't believe it's already been like two hours. I would first like to say, <laughs> like I you know I, here's the thing. It's always this way. It's always like the last forty five minutes. Everything gets like super juicy, right? Like now we're in a great conversation, right? Like you know what I'm talking about? Like we've had our like, coffee talk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like and now like everything starts like it's just kind of like I feel like there's a point in the conversation where it becomes becomes organic that we're not necessarily thinking about what we're going to say. And we just start saying, you know what I mean? Like we just start saying, and it always happens like later in the show. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's always like, wait, now there's always the buildup. There's always the buildup in the beginning. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's like, you know, it's like, um, you know, it's like you're getting to know someone. You're like, all right, well, how's this going to go? How are we going to talk? You know? And then once you kind of get going with it, it always gets really good. Um, I would, I would like to say thank you both so much. And I would love to have you guys come back sometime. You know, um, I love, I love being able to have conversations with people who, you know, who kind of um, are able to expand, uh, uh, you know, my, my new favorite word, expound, right. To expound, <laughs> yeah, to expound on, on the, you know, on the knowledge we have and to go with it. Um, Cause this is so great. And, you know, when we start getting into those fluid conversations, I feel like that really is what, becomes helpful to other people as well. Um, so yeah. if I can have you guys come back sometime, I know, I know Rick, it took a while to get you here again, but yeah. I'm super grateful. Um, you know, just for our listeners, Rick's, Rick's a shy guy. <laughs> you know? so, yeah. um, a little introverted. Yeah. Yeah. So not to make you turn red or blush or anything, but you know, some people are. <laughs> and, and I said to him before the show, you know, I've been doing this for a while now and, 
every single time before I come on the air. I have butterflies. I'm a nervous rack. I'm usually texting Cindy, um, our producer, and being like, oh, I can't think. You know, like, it's just funny. It, it never fails. So I totally, I totally understand. Yeah, um, it's the same with me. I was kind of a nervous wreck earlier, too, just thinking about it, just like the first time. But once I start mm -hmm. talking, it just comes natural. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. I mean, it, it's, it's, I like these conversations because, you know, we're just talking, but there's so much that we're putting out there. So there's um, so much going on in this multi-universe, in these parallel universes. And, you know, when you watch the sci-fi movies, they're showing us and they're telling us, but yet, you know, people use technology and they don't realize how integrated we are with it. Yeah. It's mind blowing. Um, it is. So open invitation, please come back anytime. And as often as you like, you have that from me. Um, I want to thank you both for your time, for your knowledge, for just, you know, just having this conversation with me. I am super, super grateful. And Rick, on a personal note, I, I am, I am very grateful for, you know, for our conversations that we have and for all the information that you share with me, because it's allowed me to grow. You know, I take what, you know, you share with me and I kind of, you know, me total nerd and I go and explore it, but you've really helped me to, to grow and to see other things in different areas. So I want to thank you for just, you know, taking the time to share that with me. It, it means a lot to me. So that's why I do what I do on my page. Yeah, I, I super, I'm super appreciative of it. For our listeners, if you're not following him, go follow and um, OTW Tube, um, Realistic Rick. Is that what it is on OTW Tube? Yeah, yeah. Realistic Rick on OTWTube.com and Knowledge Dab and Metal on um, IG. We also have, I had posted in my story, the original show when Rick came on before, which is a fantastic show. It's myself, Rick and uh, Ray, and we have a really good conversation. So, you know, uh, these podcasts are great because you can just put them on in the background and just listen and do whatever you want to do. You know, you can just, just pay attention and listen that way. So thank you too for being here so much. Um, Cindy Ashby, thank you for putting this all together and creating this entire network this radio show these stations so that all of us can put our intentions and our information out there into the ether and help bring heaven on earth um any closing comments from either both of you um i kind of wanted to read something really quick if i yeah. can yeah, i kind of because i, I kind of wanted to get it we're talking about the simulation and i kind of wanted to talk about the Truman Show, but we didn't really get into that. But the end of this really trips me the fuck out because it brings me back to the question about my parents and, you know, my first memory waking up in that dental office. I, I felt like I was meant to read this page. It says, the future of the human race is not in our hands at this point in time. One day it might be. All that we real humans can do is to gather all the information we can about these alien races and their habits to find out their weaknesses and their strengths. So that when our future becomes our responsibility, we can be prepared to fight for it if needed. Today, we are just merely spectators watching a theater play. Some of us are watching a play completely unaware that what we are watching is real. The play storyline is real, the stage and the props alien worlds, alien ships, and odd cosmic events are real. Others know what they're watching is real, but there's nothing they can do about it. They cannot change the play and certainly cannot go to another theater where the play is more to their liking. The only thing they can do is watch. Others like me, you, your companion agents, and a few more worldwide 
are spectators taking notes about what is in front of them, about the play, about the actors, and about the settings and props. We are learning about and writing about everything we see so that one day when we have an opportunity to change the storyline, we're prepared to do so. But beware, amongst the spectators, they are many that are not paying attention to the play. They're only watching the other spectators around them, especially the ones taking notes. And the spectators look just like you and me. They can be seated right beside you. Sometimes they are the ones that gave you the ticket for the play. And sometimes they are your own parents. <laughs> yeah, and it was kind of crazy because I actually read this later on sometime after we did the podcast. And I was like, wow. what the fuck? I already, knew to, I already knew to ask that question about my parents too, you know? Yep. Yep. That just that just bugged the fuck out of me. I believe that like when we're in tune, right? Like Kaze and I, every time we have one of our like three, four hour like in-depth conversations where all of a sudden we're getting like downloads and you know, like all this information's coming in. Usually within that week, we have confirmation of what we talked about. You know, like yeah. it, it, it always happens. Um it, so yeah, I could see that as being confirmation. I mean, you know, there there's a very good probability that you're a traveler that you're you know that you are a walk-in you know and you're here for a very distinct purpose you know you're, you're yeah galactic walk-in like the word says right yeah you know i'm sure there's a lot of them here i always try to question um you know like uh, am i a clone am i a real person you know what i mean because you can't take all this knowledge that we have or am i a walk-in you know what i mean you know like you're saying the ones who don't who don't fit in or doesn't don't feel right or like with your parents and stuff a lot of us who are in the same mindset, we always feel like we've never fit in, right? Or like they don't get us or you, that that type of thing. And there may be something more to a lot of it too, you know, that the, it's a different version or an incarnation. Um, mm -hmm. Which, but you know, you, um, like you said, you very well could be uh, 72 and maybe not right now, but you were. So in essence, you still are, right? Kind of, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, you know, you still, still connected to them some way. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I felt like it was no coincidence that I just fell into, into Dante's information. Kind of no. like you, like you, know, it, like you said, it, it. You feel like he's really speaking to you. Yeah, I there was there was a yeah. couple of points where he did, and and in one in particular where where he said like we put the good black goo in to protect people. I know he was talking like I just knew. I just I, for some people they may not get it. They may not understand what I'm saying. It really doesn't matter, right? It doesn't change anything. Yeah, the thing I realized with his information is like he 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 knows more about things that other people just seem to be like barely scratching the surface. Like that mm -hmm. Harold, he was talking about the two different types of black goo, and he says Dante says no, there's actually a third type. There's even yeah different variations of each each type also. Yeah. Yeah. It would be like um almost like a, a multi-level marketing, right? Like that type of yeah. thing. You know, you would have your base and then you would have everything down, you know, down from that. Um but um it's so I mean it really is fascinating and they do tell us over and over and over again in the movies. Like Yeah. It's all programmable matter. It's just we have to figure out how to program ourselves then, right? And not be programmed. Yeah. So have you had any other experiences that, that may tell you who you are more or anything that you would reflect on? No, not really. I mean, aside from, you know, 
waking up in a dental office and asking myself, who the fuck am I? Who the hell is this lady that was claiming to be my mom and all that shit? Um, no, I mean, life has been pretty much just kind of, I guess, normal for the most part for me. Um, I was always kind of like a little bit out there, though. I was like always gravitated towards like uh, sci-fi and horror movies. I was always like my kind of thing. And like back in junior high, I think I used to start just drawing this alien symbol out of nowhere. It was like this um, face of a gray alien with like a triangle around it. And I didn't, I don't remember if I saw this somewhere and I started drawing it or if it was just something pulling on my head until like years later after I started, I used to just always draw this like on my paper, on my school papers, uh, books, my folder. I would always, I was like obsessed with the symbol I was always drawing. And after I fell into this information, I thought about that drawing and I just kind of Googled, uh, alien illuminati symbol i i didn't know what what i was gonna find and i found uh a similar symbol to what i had been drawing and it had latin text on each side of the triangle and translated it says um they have eyes but they can see not and on the bottom it says reality is an illusion I was like, motherfucker. No, my whole life, I, I've been questioned. Like, you know, since I woke up in that dental office, I kind of had a feeling like, you know, like none of this was even real. Yeah, you're probably right. I mean, and I, like, I somehow, I somehow knew all along this was like a simulation. Uh, I, I mean, it definitely seems more and more like it is. And when you learn about the technology today, you have to question where we are. You know, I mean, yeah. <laughs> You know, what really is going on here? Like, how are we so far away from everything? How is everything, you know, when you think about the air, the food, the water has been weaponized. You know, there's metal in everything. They created metal cells, right? They now have metal cells that function and operate like an organic cell does. Like, Mm -hmm. this is all systematic stuff, right? This is all like robotic stuff. This is extinction. (laughs) It's literally like living itself out, that movie. When they don't know which is which on it. You wanted to say something about the Truman Show. Oh, before he says the Truman Show, I have a caller uh, that wants to ask him a question. Uh, Sister Jackie? Yes, hi. Hello. Um, How you both, and thank you for allowing me to ask my question. But I was listening in, and... um, you know, I'm very intrigued by what I'm hearing because not so long ago, I saw um, a UFO mm-hmm. right in front of me for the first time in my life. It was there, like unmistakably there. And it made me feel as if we don't know shit. <laughs> we don't. <laughs> we don't. I, I could not believe how beautiful it was. And I could not believe how it was made because it it had it was shaped like a pyramid. And it had yellow LED, like almost amber like LED lights that ran around all the edges. But in the center of it, it was swirling 
Mercury. Hmm. Gorgeous. So it looked like, what it looked like was like the entire shuttle was yellow, but it really wasn't. The mercury had made it look like it was all yellow, but it was actually reflection. In the center? In the center was swirling mercury. Interesting. It was beautiful. And I believe that that's the way that they are able to to shift and shape because it's it's mercury. And I it it came from over the tree line. It was on ninety five South, about three thirty in the morning, heading down. It came from to my from my right over the tree line, hovered diagonally, coming down across the highway. I don't know if I'm, I'm the only one that saw it. I'm not sure. But I know as soon as it crossed the highway, it looked like it was going into the tree line to my left, and it just disappeared. But I just felt as I didn't feel like it was a threat. It made no sound. It was eerily quiet. No, Not even a hum or vibration, eerily quiet, but we are so far behind <laughs> that yeah. type of technology. What do we know? It's almost if we are, we are in a pre living in a prehistoric time compared to them. Yeah. So you said it was um, triangle, Jackie? Pyramid. Pyramid. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah. There is some pyramid shape, shape shapes. It was a pyramid shape. At first, I thought it was one of the signs on the highway. You know, the the, the diamond shape yeah. is yellow. Mm -hmm. I thought it was that a reflection in my windshield or something. <laughs> you know, because there was a lot of rigs out there at night. But it wasn't. I, I literally saw it come from over the tree line and start to come down. And my mouth was open. I was in shock. Wait a second, and Jackie. Little, Jackie, you uh, got to tell them where you were headed for the full story. Do you get what I'm saying? The connection. I. It was my dad's birthday. And I was heading down to, to his burial site because I never made it there before. You know, when, when we had a service. So that was my first time going down and, you know, um, to see him. First time. So it was the morning. It was, his, you know, the night of his birthday in morning of uh, the 18th. It was June 18th, 3.30 a.m. Hmm. It was amazing. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So uh, I just, I, I wanted to share that because, you know, you don't want to tell everybody because everybody Ooh. doesn't believe. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, it, it's mind expanding, isn't it, Jackie? Because it makes you think of like a thousand different things now. Like, what are the possibilities, right? Like, you just saw a pyramid craft in the sky, right? Yeah. Like, what yeah. else? And it disappeared mm -hmm. right in front of you. It didn't fade. It just, in the less than a blink of an eye, it was gone. I believe that. Yeah. The, um, the U.S. has a... a a, a military craft, I think it's T, 
T T3 BR or TRB3 Astra Aurora and it's a triangulated craft and they use this this okay. alien technology to create it. It came out in the 90s, but it can disappear into thin air. Like but it, it tell it turns into a light and then it teleports and it disappears. But that they took the alien technology and created stuff off of that. Um and I've heard they that before be totally silent too. Sorry, say that again. Yeah. They've been here forever. Yeah. They they yeah. they made us. If you yep. see if you if you can see that they existed in the in in Egypt Egyptian hieroglyphics, it's written, mm -hmm. it's documented that they existed, and we're going all the way back in the beginning of time. They've yeah. always been here. Yep. It's us that have been left in the dark about it. And that our government has known. They're part yeah. of it. Oh, they're all part of it. Yeah, they're part of it. They're all part of this alien, like to hide it all from us. They've been living among us. Oh yes, they're here. Yeah, we, we have. <laughs> oh yes. I don't consider myself human. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> I don't know what I. I don't know. You know, I, I. I don't. I have no idea anymore. Like I question things all the time. Do you know, I used to tell people all the time. Like I had this running joke with people back in Boston. That uh, I was an alien, right? This name I grew up there. So I just moved recently, but back in Boston, I had the, we had this running joke, and everything. Every time something happened, I, my friends would laugh, and they were like, "Oh, it's because you're an alien." And I'm like, "Yeah." And then all of a sudden, I started having all these experiences, and I started learning about all this stuff. I just kind of stopped saying it, and I was like, "What is really going on?" Like, just funny stuff. You know what I mean? Like when you, when yeah. you. You say things and then you learn something and you're like, why was I saying that? Like, I don't know what, it, you know, like, why do some of us have knowledge and can see things? And then like, like, and they live, right. But we don't need the glasses and then others can't see anything. Yeah. No. You wonder why. Right. You wonder why. Yeah. That's always been a curiosity. That's true. Why are some just not able to see? Yeah. Like they just can't. Yeah, they like nothing you do, nothing. <laughs> it has to be them, really, because it was us that discovered it, or we were just naturally a part of it already, born into it. I don't know. Like, some people are just literally amnesia, and you yeah. got to like trigger something to just then they remember it. You know, it's something I've, I've dealt with many people like that who just you can't get through that. It's it's non penetratable. <laughs> yeah. It, and you can show them. It doesn't, it's just, it's mind boggling. Yeah. But then. Different eyes, know, different eyes. I saw, um, Jackie, I saw a UFO once back in Boston. Me and one of my friends was sitting on a, we were sitting in a car on the street. We were ready to smoke a joint and you could see straight down the street across Hanover street. It was, I, I was on Prince street, literally little, uh, on Prince street in little Italy. We're sitting in a car and I looked down the end of the street and me and my friend, at first we thought it was a plane was going to crash into the building. It was massive and it was so close to the building. And then, because we said to each other, we're like, listen for the crash. Literally said out loud, listen for the crash. And then it was gone. And I think it was a big ship in the sky that kind of like uh, glitched its hologram for a second so I could see it. And then it was gone and it was massive and, and it was great. I actually reported it to the UFO thing. Like my report is actually in the official UFO reports. Like I put that shit in there. I was like, I know what I saw. Like, you know what I mean? Like there's no way I didn't see what I just saw because my friend saw it too. And he's not someone who was open-minded. Um, but uh, the stuff up there, 
um, what's her name? Laurie Ladd. She had talked about one time that the ships in the sky, a lot of them operate on a, on a vibration. And that's why we can't see them because they operated at a different vibration than we're allowed to see. Yeah, yeah. Dante Santori says that what they use is kind of similar to cymatics. Okay. I don't know what they use, but I'm telling you, we don't know shit. <laughs> no. No, and, and you know, another thing I, I, I've been ever since I saw it, I've been just researching, right? Because there's even if you were the only one that saw it, you know what you saw. Something like that, you can't imagine. I, I would have never imagined Mercury. And I've seen, you know, pictures of spaceships and, you know, the news and the videos and all of that. And I never, it doesn't look like they're made of mercury. They, it looks like a metal spaceship when you see the little disc or whatever. What we've been led to believe, mm -hmm. that is not their, their technology. They're mm -hmm. able to shift because of the mercury. They've learned how to manipulate mercury. So, Last night I came across the video on YouTube and they were saying how they live in the sea. They're all down there in the sea and the water. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and yep. There was uh, uh, um, this mission, the U.S. Navy. They were um, doing an exercise and they happened to be underwater and they saw these beings that were lit. They were lit up, glowing. And they were not fish because they were able to just change direction. And there was a few of them that came around them and you could not tell whether they were male or female. However, the suits that they had on were made of mercury, they said. And when they, when I heard that, I said, that sounds true. Because why would, who could just make something up like that? When I saw it for myself, Mercury. So yeah, they're here. They're in the ocean. They're they're everywhere. Oh, they're ev they're everywhere. They're literally like yeah, they're they're everywhere. Yeah, they disguise themselves as cl uh, clouds sometimes. That's how they hide. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's one of their cloaking technologies. Which I always talk to people about that, and they look at me like I'm cuckoo crazy. Which is kind of funny because. Um, I would always say, like, um, how do you, how how do you know that you're sane unless you go insane, right? Like, how do you you got to kind of like let yourself go to pull yourself back in to know what reality and what isn't? Mm -hmm. That's right. Um, but you know, everyone's so quick to say that's not true. Okay, all right, sure it is because they tell us all the time. You know what I found interesting, Rick, which I want to um, just throw in here before we wrap everything up tonight is the bees and Jupiter. Yeah. And so uh, let's toss it out there. And, you know, we can kind of put a little teaser out there, give a little, and then maybe save the rest for the next time. But uh, bees evidently are an alien race and that they come from Jupiter. And you had said there was a tell. Which movie? Where? What What was it? Ju Jupiter Ascending, actually. Jupiter Ascending, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they talk about the bees, right? 
I know a lot of like, what is it in, in physics and stuff? Bees aren't supposed to be able to fly the way that they fly. Like their bodies and their wings aren't supposed to, it doesn't support them. So they're kind of like an anti-gravity type thing. Um, yeah. They even say that in a bee movie. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> the very beginning of bee movie. That's what they say. Yeah. But it, is, it says, it says that, you know, like, According to science, bees should not be able to fly, but this is but bees don't really care what humans think. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, just that last sentence in itself, right? Oh, that's funny. Yeah. That has a hit home right there. <laughs> that, funny. Wow. Um, so we'll we'll have to pick that one up next time. Uh, Jackie, are you yeah. still here? Oh yeah, I'm listening. <laughs> I wanted to I wanted to thank you for calling in and contributing and sharing. I'm super appreciative of that. I, I think it's interesting. And I think, you know, that when people see things, sometimes there's a there's a reason, there's a communication, you know, that there's something more going on between whatever you're seeing and, and you, you know, specifically you, you know, maybe there is something to, I don't know, you know, with your dad or, you know, something more to it or something in that whole story. You know how sometimes when you talk about something or you look back, all of a sudden you're like, oh, and you have that epiphany? Yes. Um, I made the connection then. Yeah. Yeah. I find that super fascinating. Uh, Rick and Carla, how can I say thank you so much for not only doing the show, but like like rocking with me overtime here? Like we're almost a whole extra hour in. Like this is just amazing. <laughs> right? My bad. But see what I said about the juicy part at the end. This is exactly what I mean. Like it gets, you know, you're like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like going out for a few drinks, you know, now you're in that place. So right? it's kind of the same. <laughs> um, we have had too much to drink. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's exactly what I mean. So please come back again. Um, I'm super appreciative uh, for our listeners. You have been listening to event horizon on the wake up radio. This has been an amazing show tonight. We have Rick, we have Carla, and we have Jackie, who has now joined at the end of the conversation with us. So um, thank you all for being here with me and spending this time and just putting this information out there because, you know, it's just important to just kind of share this, you know, to, to I don't know, to get us out of this matrix. So um, thank you all for being here. Thank you for the time. And until next week, we out. Thanks thank for you for having us. us. Oh, thank you so much. Next time, another kick-ass show. Appreciate everybody. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for keeping the lights on, Deang. Sing the On the wake up. You, the people, have the power. The power to create happiness. Let us use that power. Let us all unite. Let us fight for a new world. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. By the promise of these things, brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. Now let us fight to fulfill that promise. Let us all unite. OTWTube.com, uncensored free speech platform.